Hello there, and welcome to the Marketing SOS Show. My name is Eric Key, and on this show, I'm here to help you. I take your marketing questions, your business questions, and I try to answer them to the best of my ability. And on today's show, the subject is really, I think, going to only continue to get more important as the years go on. And it's looking at your work arrangements, how flexible things are. And as us millennials uh, continue to increase our levels in the workforce, I think this is going to be one of those topics that continue to keep coming up and is only going to grow uh, going in the future. So how do you balance office work with remote work? How do you do it? How do different companies do it? What's the best way to do it? What is the best method? And to be honest, the answer is going to come down to each company and what its hires look like, what the culture is like. Can it even facilitate remote work? Is your company built upon remote work? There's a lot of different factors at play here. And a lot of it's going to be cultural in terms of not just where you're located in the world, but also what the culture of the company is, what systems they have in place, how good internal communications are. There's a lot of factors at play in how this happens or how it's facilitated. So with that, let's get to Natasha's question right after this. writes hi eric how do you balance remote working with full-time working do you stay rooted in the office the reason i ask is that i have a job interview at the end of this week having previously been freelance for nine years i've gone for the role because i'm tiring of the financial insecurity and the inevitable fights with some clients to recoup the money you're owed in the freelance world handily the company i'm interviewing for are a 50-minute drive away from me and the next town over the job role is 37.5 hours and offers flexible hours, but a lot of the stuff, MailChimp, updating social media, influencer outreach, blogging, etc., is all stuff I've been doing remotely for the past near decade. While I absolutely want a position where I get to meet people again, freelancing is a lonely world after all, I'm wondering, would it piss off the interviewers to inquire about the possibility of some remote working days? I was thinking like a two-day split on alternate weeks or something, just because I've never thought of digital marketing as a job where you need to stay rooted to a desk, and I think it might be a good balance for me going from my own space back to an environment. Thoughts, opinions, and pointers would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. So Natasha, my personal stance on remote working and flexible working arrangements and working in office is there are pros and cons to each one, and it really is a matter of the company, as well as the individual taking initiative to make them work. There's a ton of benefit to being in an office. Impromptu meetings, impromptu brainstorming sessions, these are all things that facilitate really well in an office. Quick communication that sometimes you just can't duplicate in a remote working environment without really trying to facilitate those things and forcing them to happen. It's tough to have water cooler conversations just over Slack sometimes. Now, at the same time, there are a lot of cons with working in an office, like distracted work environment being the main one, an overindulgence on meetings, as well as the commute, which can be a huge drain on so many people's days. You can spend so much time in a car or on a bus just getting to and from this physical building. And I agree, digital marketing, you don't necessarily need to be strapped to a desk. However, it can be very different being in the freelance world 
as opposed to being in an office. I mean, in the freelance world, you're executing a small task, potentially, like a tactical execution, where in an office environment or at a company when you're their full-time marketing person, you may be more integral to their operations. You may be more important. You may be having to go to meetings and learn how different things operate. So I can absolutely see where they may want you in the office if they're hiring you on full-time. Now, that's not to say that you can't do remote work or that's not going to work that way. So I, I definitely think that during the interview, one of the most important questions you can ask is about the culture. Now, this is kind of a backdoor way to find out about remote work. Ask about the culture. It may come up on its own during the interview when they give you the response. Now, if it doesn't, you can then ask about the company's working environment and if they have any policies or people that have flexible schedules or part-time work-from-home arrangements. This isn't necessarily you asking for it, but you're asking about the company in general, and that way you're getting the response. And to be honest, if this is a reason that they would disqualify you because you asked this question in an interview, that's probably a company you don't want to work for because this is a very high, like, general, common question, I presume. And I have a question for you, Natasha. If they don't do remote working, if it's not a possibility, will you still decline this role? I don't think this is an, like an A or B option here. You can always work yourself into a remote position. I should know because I've done it in the past. And I'll explain to you how I kind of did it. So the company that I worked for did not have any kind of policy or remote working options. There's a lot of outdated policies and some more governmental policies that the culture was really if you're not at your desk, you're not working. So I had to kind of shift the paradigm a little bit. And so if you find yourself in a similar situation, here's how you can liaise yourself into a remote working position. You just start things slow. Without sounding like you're complaining, you kind of need to lay the groundwork for your remote work. Be smart and be patient about it. Speak to your boss or just make it known how busy you are and how frequently you get interruptions and how those interruptions take you away from getting the work done. Now, like I said, don't complain about it, but just make it known, make it shown, demonstrate it somehow that, hey, you get a lot of interruptions. You're a busy person. So in one of my past environments, there was people two, three people deep outside like my office or my cubicle waiting to talk to me. And my boss would see that. They would see how busy I am and how many interruptions I would have and how all these questions and things like that were taking away from me executing on the work that I need to do. So when it became known that was an, that was an issue and that there were lots of distractions, I would go and hide. Book a meeting room to yourself or go in some quiet area where no one can find you and get work done. And record how much more productive you are. For example, you could track how many emails you answer, how many tasks you get done at your desk, and then track how many you get done in that private meeting room or on your own. And you can do the same thing where, say you have an appointment in the afternoon, ask to work for the day at home or the afternoon at home. Depending on what your relationship is like with your boss, if you think they'll let you do that, that's fantastic. So you, you got a dentist appointment at 11 a.m. and you're, you shouldn't be driving afterwards. So ask to work from home for the day, if they allow it, fantastic. The next day, when you go in, exclaim how much more productive you are at home 
like how amazed you were with how much you got done. How amazing it was to focus and get things done without the busy office environment. Now here is where the rubber hits the road. Depending on your relationship with your boss and how it might work out, ask to start an experiment to work from home one day a week or one afternoon per week for a set amount of time as a test. Now, that last part is important. It's a test. It's a finite test. They're not agreeing to a long-term work arrangement. So you're not putting them in the awkward situation of saying no. You're asking for a short-term test and then you're gonna track and see how much more productive you are because this is something you think would be great for you and for the company. Now, the weeks leading up to you doing this test and like in the past while you're laying the foundation of this problem, get a baseline. Get a baseline of the amount of work you're getting done. Start tracking how much, how fast you're moving projects off, how fast you're answering emails, how fast you're communicating back to your boss on questions, all that sort of thing. Track your productivity. When you get that remote test, blow up your boss's inbox with all the work you're getting done. Work extra, maybe even a little bit longer hours. Demonstrate how much more productive you are at home and how much more value you can bring to the company under this arrangement. And then when you can establish and prove and if they seem receptive to how productive you are at home and how much more you're getting done for them, ask for that one day a week at home to be permanent. And once they are comfortable with that, Try to extend your days at home from there. So Natasha, thank you so much for writing in. And I think remote work, balancing it with office work can be the ultimate sort of productivity routine. So when I had my office days, I would stack all those days to be my meetings, to touch space with people, to get answers, the face-to-face things I need to do that I can't do at home. And then when I would work from home, that'd be my focused, laser-focused days where I would plow through all my to-dos and my tasks and get a lot done in that focused, distraction-free environment. So the balance was fantastic. While I, I do love remote work, and I love office work as well. I love talking with people and interacting with coworkers. The balance, I think, is the ultimate productivity routine and the best way to go, ultimately. And for everyone else out there listening, I'd encourage you to kind of explore what's your working arrangement like? How distracted are you at work? What's your office environment like? How can you optimize it? What can you do to change things? Now, I know you're probably thinking, hey, my company wouldn't let me do this, or that's just not how things work around here. But you never know. Like I said, the company I worked for, it didn't seem like a possibility until I was the first one to really initiate it and make it happen. And then now everyone's working from home all the time. So be the change you want to see in the world, I guess, is that uh, corny line I'm going to give to you. But really, figure out how you can optimize your workflow to get more done. Now, even if that is booking a meeting room and going and doing your focus work there, that can pay huge dividends. Hopefully your company has Wi-Fi and you can do that. But like I say so many times in the show, I think it's always a good practice. Just take a step back and evaluate what you're doing and how you can change it. Is what you're doing actually giving you the results you want? 
or that you know you can achieve. If not, sit and plan another course of action. And with that, it is time to wrap the show up. Thank you so much for listening. If you could, do me a solid and give me a a rating and a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is you're listening. I would truly appreciate that. It would help my show grow and allow me to keep doing the show for you. So thank you in advance for doing that. And if you have your own questions, it's eric at marketingsos.ca. Send them my way, and I'll do my very best to answer them in an upcoming episode of the show. And with that, thank you so much, and take it easy.